Where hinges creak in doorless chambers. Where strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Wherever candlelights flicker though the air is deathly still. This is Undercooked Analysis. Man, I'm so stoked that um, Phantom Manor is reopening on May 3rd, despite the fact that I will probably never get to visit it ever in my life. No, we are so going to visit it. Oh, guys, it, the pictures are amazing. This I, has been one heck of a Disney month, especially it? for us. Like, we've had to record two Animusings That's uh, true. episodes recently. Um, for those of you who... I've listened to maybe some of, or don't listen to some of our other podcasts. Kayla and I have a shared podcast where we talk about Disney films. So, and then not only that, we got brought on um, with uh, Justin Kizan and uh, Andrew Lindy from Nothing New to discuss Dumbo. Oh, I, and not not just we were talking about pleasant. I was talking about pleasant Disney things like the fact that Phantom Manor is <laughs> reopening. It the fact that I'm excited about a theme park ride that con- you know uh, across the ocean from me that I. I've never visited, but I'm happy it's reopening. And now we're going to talk about fucking Dumbo. Well, uh, basically, Andrew <clears throat> Lindy's like, hey, we're going to discuss Dumbo. You guys got to go watch Dumbo now. And I'm like, like the new Dumbo? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> we we could have been watching. We could have watched Shazam. We could have watched Pet Cemetery. But no, we. We want we we spent money. To, go to see Dumbo. We spent money <laughs> to see Dumbo. We tried to be as thrifty as possible. Where I was like, no, if we're going to go see Dumbo, let's go to the cheapest movie theater possible. That's still $10 we're never going to see again. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. But uh, the good part is, actually, you get to hear me get really frustrated. I I, I was wearing gloves, by the way. I, uh, one of my favorite things to wear is arm gloves. And... During the midst of talking about the new Dumbo, I actually take off my gloves. Like, I throw down the gloves. Yeah, Justin <laughs> Justin lost his shit. He was just like, oh, the gloves are literally coming off. <laughs> he, it was it was pretty good. I, I had more fun uh, talking about Dumbo than I did watching Dumbo. Oh, yeah. Let's be real. D- Disney remakes, why do we, why do we bother? Because money? Because money. I, yeah, some, I don't some, know. Some say it's to keep the IP. Uh, you gotta realize it's also the right of the fairy tale itself. Well, no, Dumbo's not a fairy tale, so... No, so what's the point? Yeah. I guess that, that is, that does allow them to keep the IP. Eh. Because it was, it was, if I remember from Animusing, it was optioned from something else, right? Like, every other thing Disney's done, just yeah, about. something like that. It, so this is, this is UCA, we don't talk about Disney here necessarily, but just give us, give us the opportunity, because, man, I need to get the Dumbo out of my fucking system. So instead, we're gonna read a Disney creepypasta. What? Because when it's UNB, guess what we do? We read Disney creepypasta. We're gonna be so typecast. <laughs> Not that we weren't typecast. What happened to the days when it was just you and me reading uh, Laughing Jack? You know, our pilot episode? Oh, yeah. That was actually, I forgot that was the first episode I ever did. You know, it's now been just about five years since we started UCA, too, come to think of it. Oh, my God. Almost. Oh, my gosh. Because it, was, it wasn't long after uh, it wasn't long after you and I met. So Kayla and I are actually coming up on our five-year anniversary here. Uh, just a fun fact. And uh, so and because of that, I've been thinking a lot about our past. And I was trying to remember when we did Laughing Jack, but that was our first episode. And here we are almost five years later. It, it would have been... With that, too. Well, I mean, I had been dating you for... Less than a year, but like... Must have been like a couple months or something. No. Oh, come I, on. 
I don't think so. It was 2014. This podcast started in 2014, so. Yeah, but I met you April 2014. There's, Maybe it was June or July? I can't believe I need to look this up with my own <laughs> podcast. Kayla, why don't you give people the setup for this while I actually go look at my own fucking podcast she goes, and look at the history. I'm leaning away from the microphone to do this. Yeah, I'm going to keep talking. So I I decided to look for a Disney creepypasta. because opening Google. Again, I still have this whole thing about is, I mean, the last one wasn't ter- that bad, but it's like, what makes a good Disney creepypasta? Even like like some of the greater ones, I'm still a bit. What are, what's what's uh, what do you think one of the better ones we've read on on UCA? Because like I, I think Disney Mirror Ritual was fine. It wasn't amazing, yeah. but it was fine. Um, I think I mean yeah, the abandoned by Disney series is. I, I like I Slime Beast knows this. Um, I find that story to be okay. Like he's written so much stronger. St- he's written. He's written better stories. Oh yeah. S- like a- it- abandoned got popular and it became a weird like cultural like, cultural touchstone among creepypasta. But like honestly, I think I prefer his original work. Yeah, same here. I mean, of the abandoned of the abandoned by Disney stories, I think Corruptus is my favorite. That's actually the more interesting story. But yeah, the one that started all, I'm like, really. Really, guys? Of course, it's my grad night stories. (laughs) I okay. I got to admit, I really did like your grad night stories. Those those are actually a fun read. And well, thank you. I gave you a loaded questions. You handled it like a champ. Uh, I I did give you crap for them, but as you should. That's my job. As you should. You're supposed to give me crap for them. (laughs) He is scrolling all the way down now. Yeah, we we have you know so many episodes now. We're over 200 episodes deep. Uh. There it is. This was uploaded on November 23rd. Okay, so it was a good chunk into the year. So on November 23rd, 2019, this podcast will officially be five years old. Yes. That's that's pretty cool. We might do something to celebrate that, too. We'll see. So, yeah, what have you sent me in terms of Disney pasta? So this, I uh, again, I Google Disney creepypasta, <laughs> and uh, I'm surprised this is something we've never read before. It's called... The costume. Oh boy! And funny enough, it was found on DeviantArt. Okay. Um, it's uh, we'll we'll do credit at the end, but the author's name is or the the poster's name is right at the top. Um, with a name like the costume and knowing Disney tropes, every everybody falls into this. The mascot mascot costumes are scary, but you have you have experience with this. I have. You, you were well. It, this as is a kid. I've already said this in the past. Like well, I mean that. Like yeah. well, not just my job was working with costume characters at Disney World, but when I was younger, I was afraid of costume characters. Right. So there is a sk- creepiness to it. I don't like the idea of like, like as when I was a kid, like not being able to see who these characters are. But this this also included face characters too. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, you're you're not you're not the character. You're not Snow White. Why are you here? You're clearly not <laughs> not uh, I don't trust you. I don't no trust fiend. you. I might have to reload this because for some reason something has gone awry. There we go. It's kind of the same like Santa too. Uh Santa creeped me out as well. I I also I I think I've I mentioned this in on Anna Musings. I didn't mention this on this podcast, but um 
Uh, I One first example of my fear of costume characters, I don't have that anymore, guys. That is not a fear of mine anymore. When you work with costume characters, that goes away. <laughs> yeah. But um, when I was a kid, my, uh, my papa or my grandfather dressed up as Santa – uh, he was a like 300 pound man, looked, looked quite a bit like him, but he had to put on the beard and, uh, white wig. And when he did that, I cried immediately, did not recognize him, but he's like, no, no, Kayla, look, look. And he slowly took it off. It's like, see, it's Papa. And he was like, I was like, oh, hi, Papa. He's like, now watch Kayla, puts it back on. I start crying immediately. <laughs> the moment it touched his face again, you were just like, No, it's not in. <laughs> the face recognition. He just disappeared behind a dis- He didn't just disappear behind a disguise. It was like, psychologically, he became, a- he was a different, he well, wasn't there anymore. Although, this is actually not the first time my grandpa scared me. Uh, <laughs> well, here's a- another thing. My grandpa was a uh, twin, and not just a twin, but an, an identical, identical twin. Tw- yeah. Uh, so I was told, like, when I, when I first saw my grandpa and his identical twin together, I was crying because I'm like, what is this? What is this? And it's true. It's like a grandpa jump scare in a weird way. <laughs> grandpa jump scare. <laughs> Apparently, uh, my dad had said the same thing, too, when he first met, um, uh, first met his father-in-law and father-in-law's twin brother he was like oh my god <laughs> no it's it was quite frightening i'm and it, sure how much they look alike actually yeah. um now my, uh, my grandpa has passed away by now but uh his twin brother is still alive and um it's it is creepy like i i um my his twin brother actually helped me get my car that i have now hmm. and he sounds like him he looks like him like he has a lot of the same uh cadences and just like words he'll say it's like whoa okay my 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 papa used to do the same thing and it's just like it's gotta be disconcerting it is it's kind of weird it's like yeah oh my goodness um for those so i get i get disconcerting and like the pic there's a picture on the front of this and for those of you uh watching the uh or those of you who have the youtube version of this podcast or looking at the youtube upload you're probably looking at the same background image hidden just behind the undercooked analysis logo and it's yeah mascot costumes or the character the character costumes used to be pretty used to be way more uncanny than they are now so oh yeah they i'll s- say that much they- i could get why this is such a trope that gets latched onto when talking about uh, theme parks or Disney or Disney theme parks in general. It's weird that the fact that I had <coughs> my birthdays always at Chuck E. Cheese as a kid, but then again, I think every parent did that with their kids. Yeah, well. And then, but I just hated yeah. being around Chuck E. <laughs> Who doesn't want that? Well, let's let's see what this story is all about. I'm, I'm not expect. I'll say my expectations are not high, so it may surprise me, but we'll see. All right. Um, you want me to start or you start? Yeah, go ahead and start us off. Um. On November 24th, 2005, there was a disturbing occurrence at Disneyland. Well, that's it. Thanks, everybody. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, it was an average day at the Wonderfilled Amusement Park. <laughs> Wait. I thought you said there was a disturbing occurrence, and now it's just an average day? It was an average day at the Wonderfilled. For some reason, what cracks me up is whenever they're like, it was at the Wonderfilled Amusement Park. They really go over the top about sugarcoating and like, look at this magical land. And then, isn't it amazing how fake everything is? Fake, fake, fake. Well, Disney's so fake. I mean, that's the Fuck. <laughs> that was always the idea behind these cre- Disney creepypastas. Like, oh, look how coated, colorful, candy, loveliness. And then really, there's a dark underbelly. And I'm like. Right. And I mean, after doing the Animusings podcast and also working for Disney, of course there's a dark underbelly. Yeah, it's, I mean, 
we're gonna guys, we're gonna eventually go on to do like uh we're gonna talk about Fox and the Hound next. <laughs> we're gonna be talking about Black Cauldron. You wanna talk about a dark gunner, oh, yeah. It was an average day at the Wonder Filled Amusement Park. Families were scattered throughout the park. The excited squeals of children rang out over the crowds, and Disney mascots wandered around and posed for pictures. Their characters and our mascots. I'm, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my curmudgeon part away. Me me me. Okay. Sorry, guys. In at the Disney parks, it's called characters, not mascots. The people that work there are cast members, not employees. And if you are... I'm just saying I don't have high hopes uh, right off the bat because <laughs> we'll see. Because, you know, also, you and it, me are going to be sticklers for accuracy with any of these stories. So Also, if you're, um, if you're working in the park, like we're the uh, guests, you're not, you're not a paid customer, you're a guest, can see you, you're on stage. If you're behind the scenes, you're backstage. There's your fun little tip for today. That's a key one, too. Uh, where, okay. Uh, suddenly the magic of Disneyland was shattered at a frantic call ran out over the crowd. Jason! <laughs> Jason! Jason! James! Where are you? James! Wait, press X to James. James! 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 Sean! <laughs> Sean! Why would this like shatter the magic of Disney. A, a parent magic calling out for her kids. A parent calling out for a kid. Isn't that pretty normal? Um, yeah, <laughs> like, that's normal. That's totally normal. I don't really. Okay, sure, whatever. A mother was running around Main Street calling out her son's name. Other mothers pulled their children closer to them as the ma- mother ran around. Her voice quickly growing from panic to horrible desperation. Tears began to roll down her face. Park security showed up and looked around. An announcement was made over the intercom to look for James with a description of what he was wearing. Do, do they do that? I have no idea. I don't. I've never once, because you think kids get separated at Disneyland all the time, and I usually don't get a big intercom like, Will James please report to the lost and found on Main Street? Well, there's, remember. Because uh, usually cast members are pretty keen on, like, they'll they'll find, like, you know. If, if, well, here's another thing. Um, You know that there is the. Like when you enter Disneyland, there's that um, nearby Main Street. They say parents find lost uh, parents, parents require right? inquire within, and it's yeah, and that's where you go for children. And usually, cast members keep a lookout if they see a child on its own. There, you they are uh, supposed to help that ch- child. Say, hey, are you okay? Let's help. Are you? And if they're looking for the parents, like, okay, well, let's go help you find your mom, and dad, and yeah. then they take them there. It's it's a very it's there's no like. And the reason to announce, like, well, this person, please come up, because... Like, yeah, that doesn't usually... I, I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen. Just saying. Yeah. It's- um, the boy wasn't found, and nobody volunteered any information. It was only a few hours later that something else happened. Ronnie! Ronnie! Where's Ronnie? Why Here, Ronnie. Here, yeah, boy. Why, why did I say it like it's a, or a dog? No, I, li- I liked it that way better. <laughs> Ronnie! Where are you, Ronnie? Here, boy! Uh, since I just read Ronnie, Ronnie, where's, or that, no, was, that was me. That's oh, sorry. That's a short, short, super short program. <gasps> oh, hi. You called Gracie. Yeah. I whistled and she came. A to dog me. came, a dog just came, uh, charging at us and is now winking at Kayla because she's in fact a pig. The same horrible scenario all over again. Hey, yo, man. I thought we closed the door to keep her from getting in. 
Oh, no, she snorted and it opened. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The same horrible scenario all over again. A mother ran around shouting for her son and asking people if they had seen him. You want to come on mommy's lap? You want to come on mommy's lap? Yeah, come she ran around with the boy's father chasing after her, begging her to calm down and trying to reassure her by telling her that it would all that they would find him. And they never did. I, I already have a bad feeling about this. Oh no, don't be a buffer. Do not be a buffer. Another announcement was made about Ronnie. Nobody came forward with any information. No one found them because no one made an announcement. They don't do that. It seems ridiculous, but yeah. Uh, after two kids had gone missing on the same day, something had to be done. So, Kids go missing at Disneyland all the time, though, don't they? Like, with a yeah, kind of disturbing l- frequency. L- like I said, like, if a kid goes missing, they know to take them to that location in Main Street. I don't... I just, I'm still wondering about the plausibility. I guess if they really utterly disappeared, you could make, put in a charge with the police. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Security in the park was tightened, p- placing security guards near almost every attraction in the park. Footage from surveillance cameras was reviewed, but nothing more than people buying sunglasses on Mickey or Mickey Mouse walking with a few kids was seen. There's a lot more than buying sunglasses that happens at the Disney. They make it... S- I don't think the person... I, I, th- I always feel like the peop- sometimes the people who write these only have a tangential knowledge of Disney parks. It's not hard to get research on this. I, yeah. It, like, There's like a million videos out there with just of just people walking through Disney parks taking footage. Oh, yeah. Like-, like, there are so many videos. You can watch these people... Like, people... Just people obsess o- people obsess over theme parks like me and Kayla. So I mean, yeah. So it's like this. The, yeah. It's a it's a guilty pleasure. What can I say? I feel like I mean, and this was 2014. It was written. This is was it? Yeah, that's what it said at the top. Like the, okay, like uh, yeah, All right. May 29th, 2014. Sure. Like clearly. Um. Uh, you have the next paragraph, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there was only one scary guard who reported that one kid had told him that he had seen Ronnie. The guard said he was standing outside of one of the rides when a little boy walked up to him. The boy looked to be no more than six or seven. Who? Okay. Oh, okay. The security guard. Wait. A, secu- a boy what? walked up to the security guard. So a is- boy told a security guard that he had seen Ronnie. The guard said, when he said, it shouldn't be the guard said, it should say the guard was standing outside one of the rides. That makes, that would make it clearer. Okay. Um. I know what happened to that boy, he told the guard. Oh, wait, I erased. That's all right. Uh, You do? The security guard didn't know what to think. The boy probably hadn't seen anything important, but it would probably be worth a listen. The boy nodded. I saw Ronnie. He was with Mickey Mouse, but Mickey was being mean to him. Mickey took Ronnie. God damn it. Okay. Oh, no. (sighs) Again, I, I didn't have high expectations, so whatever. Mickey, the guard said. He was confused. How could a child think that Mickey Mouse was talking to kids, was taking the kids? The guard just assumed it was a pedophile or something and knew what? that the kids would be found. What? what? Are you? <laughs> that, <laughs> no, it's probably just a pedophile. I like that it's. Eh, so, whatever, it's probably, probably just, just a pedophile. pedophile. Disguise as Mickey Mouse. That, does that not. What? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck, guys? Eh, pedophiles. Whatever. Oh, what the fuck? Here, oh. read the next paragraph. Oh, my God. Yeah, or yes, Mickey Mouse ate Ronnie. He ate that other boy, too. What? I like that this kid is saying this so calmly. You guys, this is not good. I can already tell. This is rough. Uh, The guard was speechless. He was still trying to think of what to say when the boy's parents hurried over and pulled their child away, scolding him to be careful around the park and thanking the security guard for finding their son. And as fast as the boy had appeared, he was gone. 
Dun, dun, dun. The security guard knew he shouldn't have been too bothered about what the kid had said about Mickey. What are you talking about? This, it's a little kid who's saying, I saw this guy eat Mickey Mouse. It's like, I oh, saw, I saw a kid eat, eat Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mouse. <laughs> if he was, Mickey Mouse was the right side. No, okay. No, no. Wow. Let's, that took a, even darker what a, turn. What a, what a good impression I did of Mickey Mouse. Good I'm job, so David. good at Mickey Mouse. Good job. Um, I can do other Disney characters no, so much no, better. No, go to hell, burn, die, and just stay there. I really don't know why no. this bothers us so much, folks. No. Okay. No. Okay, sorry. You Continue, please. She's not looking at me. I hate you. She hates me. So, um, so I'm now single. I'm <laughs> <laughs> No, just kidding. I still love you. I'm surprised. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, he couldn't seem to push the thought out of it out of his mind. Again, a ki- this is a little kid coming up to you. Look, cast members are taught to give kids the most, the utmost respect. Like, yeah, we are really told like this is how we are actually taught how to treat kids. Yeah, um, when they enter the parks or how they are like. Uh, if a girl is dressed up like a princess, you call her princess or be like, "Oh, your highness," and. Right, yeah. right, exactly. I don't get, like, this whole security guard being like, eh, this kid said something about, like, two co- kids going missing because of a Mickey Mouse, but I think he's crazy. C- what do you mean crazy? What? I'm sorry, what? You're not gonna... Okay. Huh. Uh, 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 the security guard waited until his shift was over, and but instead of leaving, he went to the security room where a bunch of monitors displayed video from the surveillance cameras. He asked the people working there to review footage and look for Mickey Mouse around the time James had gone missing. Okay, so he is doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Okay. I feel like this does... Here's the thing. We're not really following a person, are we? There's not a- really. This is just kind of a... We don't have... I guess now the security guard is kind of our... This is, seems like it's it's doing very broad strokes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not close. It's distant. Yeah. The tapes were rewinded. Rewound would be better. Yeah. And scenes from earlier that day were replayed on the monitors. The guard's eyes darted from one screen to the next until he finally noticed something. He told the man to pause the video. What What man? Oh, the, the men. men. The men. Everybody in the room focused on the monitor. Even though there wasn't much to see, Mickey Mouse and a small child were walking toward a maintenance room door in what seemed to be Tomorrowland near the, near the Space Mountain. Yes, <laughs> the, the Space, Space Mountain. Mountain. The child seemed confused, maybe a little scared. That's when you realize, um, there's a cast member we're going to fire. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> so my favorite ride at Disneyland is, is is one that's not there anymore, Kayla. What's that? It's Mountain. <laughs> Just, Just Mountain. Because mountain. Uh, one time we were in Tomorrowland, right? And where the marquee for Space Mountain should be, there was no space. There was just the word mountain. And I kept and I, this tickled me and the people there to oh, no oh, end. Oh, this is a true story. This is a true story. Oh, okay. I was at the parks one time and where Space Mountain should be, there was just mountain. And I looked at my friends and said, I really want to ride mountain. And like, <laughs> yeah, let's go on mountain. Too bad we didn't get to ride mountain that day. And then Space Mountain was back the next time I was there. I was like, shit, I wanted to ride mountain. <laughs> The guard walked over to... Oh, wait. Oh, no, wait. The guard decided. He decided something. Yes. Uh, what did he decide, Kayla? That's your... Is it your turn? No, I just read the Oh, bit. that's right. The guard decided to check it out before he went home. He couldn't forget that one boy's solemn exp- expression or what he had said about Mickey Mouse. Just in case something happened, he took his radio and keys. 
Uh, I like how they're treating this so nonchalantly. Yeah. Like, there's no real tension. Disney has a thing about, like, is very. I think a lot of people know this. They're very serious on how you how you dress, how you act, how um like rules you have to follow. It's like if you're late, you get like there's like demerits and stuff like that. Why there's n- I don't see this guard being so nonchalant. Uh, just remember this is written by someone who's not yeah the putting part, a huge. This, I mean, as far as I don't want to make assumptions, I just get the feeling the the writer didn't do a ton of research. Mm-hmm. And even uh, I've slipped up in places and that's, that's, course corrected. But this, but this person, clu- uh, just like when I've written stories, yeah, about uh, Disney. W- word of advice, people: uh, if you're going to write on something that you don't know too well, but you want to write on it, do your research, mm-hmm. talk to people, yeah, or l- look it up. There is so much you can do if you're going to set your story somewhere mm-hmm. that you may not have as much knowledge about. Right. I, I've done this before. David has done this before. Uh, I mean, David has ha- has written, um, like, your novel is a historical farce, and, a- and clearly you've never been, you've never traveled back in time to, um, what is it, like, 1600, 1700? What time period is it? It's- From, uh, the six- like, the 1680s. 1680s, okay. Yeah. Uh, like, clearly you were not there, but you did your research. Mm-hmm. So, y- y- there's no shame in Googling, guys. No shame. Kayla's a champion Googler. Oh, I'm an amazing Googler. Like, that's... I I am a very good researcher because mm-hmm. I know how to Google well. <laughs> the guard walked over to Tomorrowland and found himself by the Space Mountain. There was a rusty maintenance room door off to the side of the attraction, nearly hidden behind a few trash cans. See you later, trash cans! Is it one of the moving that, trash that, cans? It's, it's Push. It's the corpse of Push. Oh, no! And all the other tra- talking trash cans. He pushed the trash cans by to the side and tried to open the door, only to find it was locked. The guard pulled out his keys and tried to find one to open it. Finally, he managed to get the door open. Did that need to be its own paragraph? No. There was no, he just should have been like, he found some stuff and then he opened the door. No tension. Yeah. Inside, it turned out the maintenance room lead to an old maintenance tunnel. Oh no, we're in oh, Disney no. The lights were off. The guard tried the light switch near the door, but the Room remained in darkness. The vague echo of a rat scampering across the room was heard. Oh my god. Ha cha cha, it's Mortimer. <laughs> but the guard could not see it. He hadn't thought to bring his flashlight. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, it's radio and keys. Yeah, he brought his radio and keys, so there's nothing weird about that. But like, um, Disneyland wouldn't have rat problems. That's what all the feral cats are for. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> le- legitimately, guys, they don't have rat problems because they got all these kitties. Too. So they have cat problems. Yeah. Like, the old Skyway station is like an absolute nest of fucking feral cats over in uh, Fantasyland, I'm sure. Suddenly, the guard gasped. His hand flew up to his nose. God, what was that horrible smell? It smelled like poison mushrooms or rotting meat infested with maggots. How would you know what poison mushrooms smell like? I mean... Have you been to the Mad Hatter's house? (laughs) He tried not to breathe, but the smell was already in his nose. The guard tried not to let it sink onto his tongue, and he stopped further as he stepped further into the room. The only source of light was the door, which he had left wide open. He hoped the smell didn't get out so the guests could smell it. The guard assumed the maintenance tunnel went under Space Mountain, but in front of him was a dark, inky blackness. We know that. He squinted and had to hope for his eyes to adjust to the dark. For now, he could make out vague silhouettes and shapes. 
He began to walk in the tu- into the tunnel, visibility decreasing with every footstep. One, um, that would be quite a feat because um, Space Mountain is one of those attractions that they actually dug out part of the ground to put in. Mm-hmm. So, because um, it starts high and goes low. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so to build something under it would be not unplausible, but it would be a feat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, you know what was another good story that I think we were kind of harsh on before this was uh, working at Disney. Yeah, I no. There was a lot of good things about it. I think we just the whole cult angle was like pseudo cult. I mean, it could have just been a a whole thing like we have to do what's necessary in order to blah blah blah. But you know, I I I, I think I like in revi- review revisiting that story and reading some of the comments. I'm like, you know, I think maybe yeah. I I think this story was a little better than maybe even we judged at the time. And even then, we were saying no. This is fair. This one's not. This one's actually okay. Yeah, it's so, it has a good build. I think we both both just didn't really like the twist. Yeah, this twist was it was okay. Yeah, well, again. Um, is it is it my paragraph? Um, I think so because you just read about the the where, where the vague was... silhouettes and shapes. Yes. Yeah. Um, His footsteps echoed off the walls, seeming to pound on the concrete floor. The guard suddenly stopped walking a few feet away from a brick wall. He assumed he had just come to a turn. He looked left and saw nothing. He looked right and saw a small flickering light. He decided to go toward the light and kept his hand on the wall so he wouldn't get lost. You know the one thing I do get props for this for? What's that? There's no... I mean, we're... we're, I mean, yes, we're criticizing it for, like, its lack of Disney information. There hasn't been any, like, grammar mistakes. um, And I haven't seen a... And then, and then, it doesn't have... It's... I'm not saying the writing is amazing, but it... It's still competent. You it's can competent. Tell, you can yeah. tell this This is probably a, maybe a beginning writer or a person who uh, has read books enough to actually... Right. I mean, to be fair, this is a deviant art story. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I'm not expecting y- much from you know, deviant art story. But here's story. the thing. This reminds me, like, I'm reading this. I'm like, this sounds like something I would have written when I was, like, 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. I probably, like, if you brought... I have deviant art stories online, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Where might you find them, Kayla? <laughs> like, I'm going to reveal that. Uh, <laughs> Check the description for... <laughs> no. No, I haven't even told you where they are. Yeah, actually, I don't know where they are. Actually, I have told you. You just forgot. No, I remembered. But I'm not that much of a dick. <laughs> um, yeah, wait. Gracie. Uh, the, sm- the smell seemed to be growing worse. After a short walk, he reached the light, which was actually coming from a small crack underneath a metal door. The door was rusted and bent. The guard knew it wouldn't take much to rip it from its hinges. So hinges. he totally did. Uh, the security guard found the doorknob and gently opened it. The door squeaked as it came open. The smell seemed to explode out of the room, eager to get out. The guard tried not to violently puke at the terrible aroma and looked inside the brightly lit room. His eyes needed a moment to adjust to the sunlight, and when they finally did, the guard gasped in horror. Here we go. Here comes the horror. Children littered the room. Yeah. All the ones that had gone missing from the park over the years. He recognized James and Ronnie lying on the grounds, uh, ground with the other ones. No, they weren't just lying on the ground. The guard realized the children were dead. He gasped again and took a step back. Some of the kids had arms or legs missing. Each one had their eyes removed, leaving a bloody hole instead. Their thick slices were over some of the bodies, as though something with claws had got to them. You know, um, okay, I know it's this feels very typical, like, 
This this already feels like a paint by numbers creepy pasta. Yeah. But in terms of like a children missing from the Disney parks and then someone stumbling upon a room that turns out like to be full of dead kids. That's still like the the story like in terms of a just a typical story or a like frame, it's not terrible. Not terrible, but you see it coming. Yeah. We we knew as soon as we we're like kids went missing and there was a Mickey Mouse like it's probably some cannibal eating the kids. Let's yeah. be real. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he talked about the smell, I'm like, it's the rotting stench of the dead kids, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So uh, you're the you're on the next paragraph. Yeah. Something in the room moved. The guard tore tore. tore. It's just uh, nothing unexpected is happening. And no. That's kind of. That's that's the problem. Yeah. I think again. I think if this was rewritten, like. Uh, if someone decided, you know what, I want to keep this whole thing of a, a cannibal eating kids at Disneyland. If this was rewritten, um, I think, uh, like, a, like years later, they've bettered their craft and all that. I think they could make a genuinely okay creepypasta or decent yeah, creepypasta. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. But it's, you're right, it's, it's, mm. it's, yeah, Gracie, I know, I know. Uh, she very much wants us to stop recording and pay attention to her. She's got her paws up on me, like, daddy, daddy. Mommy's reading the next paragraph, so why don't you just pet me right now? I'll do that. The guard tore his eyes away from the children on the floor, and he saw Mickey Mouse staring at him. Something was inside a Mickey Mouse costume, and everything came together in the guard's mind. It would be easy for Mickey Mouse to lure kids away and not draw any attention. Yeah, no shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But now Mickey Mouse was staring at him. They had a silent staring contest for a few quiet moments, but then the costume's arm came up to point at the guard. A thick screech came from inside the mascot's head, and the mouse <laughs> moved toward the guard. All I could picture is like the 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 Dio, like <laughs> from uh, JoJo. Uh, the secu- Just pic- picture that Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I've never seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I know everybody's going to be like, "How dare you? Are you growling at me because I'm not paying attention to you?" Yeah, she's a punk. Fuck, fuck you, Gracie. You're being such a little bitch. I love you. And we're allowed to say that because because uh, she is she is one. She's a female dog, therefore she is a bitch. <laughs> but uh, was that me? But now Mickey Mouse is uh, uh, a generic monster. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, I said you said that. Uh, yeah, that was me. The You're security the guard turned and ran for his life. The heavy footsteps of the costume behind him alerted him to the fact that Mickey Mouse was chasing him down the long dark tunnel. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> The guard ran faster than he had ever run before, just knowing that death was directly behind him, close enough to stab him with a claw, close enough to wrap its arms around him and drag him back into the room. I'm suddenly picturing room. him getting outside and then Leatherface, or, or, or like Mickey Mouse dragging him back in like Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> it's just that they were just like, whoop, come on, yep. pulls him back in. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I That's even, a funny image that it, like, of his mascot, Mickey Mouse. Look, I know, I've seen... um. Uh, oh my gosh, why Te- Texas. Texas Chainsaw Massacre? But for se- and I, it is horrifying. Like the movie can be pretty horrifying, but that is still a hilarious scene where she's like, ah, grabs, whoop, nope, come. One of the many in. iconic bits of that movie. Uh, and then the guard was outside. He stopped running and blinked a few times to clear his vision. The sunlight felt warm and reassuring to him. But when he looked back at the maintenance room, he knew that the sunlight had stopped the thing in the costume. Maybe that was why it wore the costume to protect itself from the sunlight. But it would not chase the guard anymore. He had gotten away. Uh, oh, okay. I guess, okay. It's a, it's a creature. Okay, so that's... Ah, uh, nuts. Wait, to protect his... Then how'd he get the kid? Yeah, he didn't want to go out in the sunlight. 
even with the costume on, to chase the security guard. What's the lore there? Yeah, that's confusing. The security guard reached back inside the maintenance room, groping for the doorknob so he could slam the door shut and make sure the thing didn't get out. He expected to feel Mickey's hand seize his and pull him in, but nothing happened. The guard slammed the door shut inside. Didn't he already slam it? No, he didn't. He was just outside. So he, he back could the slam the door shut. He slammed yeah. Okay. He slammed the door shut inside deeply. He was safe. The guard ran halfway across the park back to the security room. He told the other security guards that he had found something in the maintenance room, told them to follow him and take their guns. Excuse which, me? <laughs> which o- were only to be used in a dire emergency. When asked to explain, he said he had found the kids before he turned and began hurrying back to the maintenance tunnel. This isn't Texas. <laughs> this is Disneyland, Texas. Yep, Disneyland, Texas. This is in the future. A large group of guards entered the tunnel and found the kids all scattered on the cold concrete floor. A blood-covered Mickey Mouse costume also lay on the ground in the room, right next to all the kids, as though saying he'd always be there. Or there's... I mean, sure. Or just abandoned. Uh, the security guard was the only one who to look back into the dark of the tunnel where the others were still looking at the kids. He was the only one to see the small pair of dark eyes in the tunnel blink once before vanishing into the darkness. Whatever it was, it wasn't human. So that's kind of neat, actually, picturing some sort of creature. creature that is doing this. Instead of just like all Disney characters are actually evil or the costumes are animated by ghosts or... Like, whatever the Disney's jail thing was. I remember that was I, one I, I read. I mean, I see, I kind of like that as a twist, like, that this is... I just picture a xenomorph, honestly. <laughs> Some, like, a xenomorph or a gremlin. The guard turned back into the room and saw blood smeared all over the wall. The other guards were silent, all eyes fixated on the blood. It had used... Oh, my... Oh, no. It did, Why is this did, here? It had been used to spell out a simple three-word message on the wall. Uh, still among you. Yeah, this is a Ooh. this is a paint by numbers creepy pasta. Oh, I, fuck me! The maintenance tunnel was destroyed. The door buried behind a concrete wall. Space Mountain was closed for a few days while it was searched, and the security guard quit. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Nope. Nope. I'm not. De- you, I'm not I, working in a creepy pasta. Hey, I already. I didn't sign up to work in a creepy pasta. Yeah. <laughs> To this day, children still squeal in excitement and hurry over whenever they see Mickey Mouse. Photo albums are being filled with pictures of the iconic mouse. And nobody ever knows for sure who's under that costume. Or what's under it. Um, that was the lightning. Wrote, written by Soulful Sorrow. Well... Soulful Sorrow, um... You wrote a creepypasta. You wrote a creepypasta. That is... There's really... It's not... That is the definition of a paint-by-numbers creepypasta. This is... Yeah, this is incredibly bland, in my opinion. Yeah, There's not... I just not... I mean, I'm sure it might work for some people. I'm just... I'm not into this kind of story anymore. I am not either. One of the things I want to be able to do more on this show is bring up quality stories when we find them. And when we find, and when we find stories like this, it doesn't really contribute much because it just, it continues to repeat again and again what we've already said and what we've already done, especially when it comes to Disney creepypasta. This is not a, it has some neat little things that could work, like, okay, creature that inhabits costumes and. You never know if it's blood and blood, but like the still among you thing just killed me. I'm like, nah, this is, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not feeling this. I'm really not feeling this. Sorry. This is not a very good. No, I, no, I, I, I it's, it's boring. It is. I was bored. 
Again, I feel it. You and it doesn't have to be bloody or gory or whatever. Like some people will be like, well, what do you have to do to make it more interesting? Find a way to do something a little different. Just you, change it up a little. Make something unique. Maybe the kids aren't. Maybe there's not I, a bunch of dead kids. Maybe you, it's more subtle. You know what? I bet our listeners, a lot of our listeners out there, could write a better Disney creepypasta, and not just a better creepy Disney creepypasta, a um, greater deep Disney creepypasta. Maybe even the best. <gasps> Is that a challenge? Why, Kayla? You sound like you're trying to set up for some sort of challenge. Why? That's right, David. I am totally setting up for a challenge. Whoa, future David, put some like music in the background here. I don't know what. Maybe something Disney related. Oh, that's a good choice. Okay. <laughs> so congratulations, people. The cho- reason we chose to do a Disney creepypasta story for this episode is because we are setting you up for a Disney creepypasta writing challenge. What? That's right. So That's a surprise. Not- I had no idea this was coming. Oh, no. no not at all. <laughs> it's not like we had talked about it earlier. Shh, 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 shh. So Kayla... What? But this is a crazy idea, Kayla. What? What are you? How are you going to challenge them? Well, first off, you have to uh, write up to two thousand words. You don't have a minimum, but you have the maximum is two thousand words. Plus, I have rules. You have rules. I have rules. Let's hear those rules. It has to be set in the parks. Yeah, uh, it can be about any ride or an experience. Uh, it just has to take place within the context of the parks. But Kayla, in the case of Walt Disney World, can it also include aspects of the contemporary resort, like, say, Fort Wilderness, or uh, Disney's All-Star Sports Resort? Absolutely. As long as it takes place in the context of the park, or anywhere on the resort, you're good to go. I said the contemporary resort, but that's one specific resort (laughs) in the broader Walt Disney World area. (laughs) Like, it's a catch-all term. Oh, wow, I, I failed. But, but, but Kayla. But Kayla. But David. What, what can they potentially, what are we looking, what are you looking for in terms of judging? Well, <laughs> um, our, we're trying to look for more engaging stories that kind of capture that creepiness factor uh, about Disney that people tend to forget. Uh, you can make it as realistic or as supernatural as you like. As well, uh, we will tend to favor stories more on a, a sense of grounding and detail. Like do, like we said, do your research. But that's also based on the understanding of it. So you got to know your setting and you got to have a good tone with it. Mm-hmm. Well, that seems fair. I do have one thing. I know recently Disney has bought Marvel, Fox, and Star Wars. And I'd rather you try to avoid that. I know there is a Star Wars ride, and I know that Star Wars Celebration is coming up. If you can ride it in an interesting way that still ties into the whole Disney parks, that's fine. I I, I will give that. But if it's just, just about Star Wars or just about Marvel, you're losing the point. So Right. That doesn't mean you're they're off limits, but be careful when you touch on those. Because then, yeah, you wander a little bit away from some of the things. Um, but Kayla... How much time are we going to give people to write these? Well, uh, I was trying to figure out a good due date, and I realized that uh, the Disneyland opened up on June 17th, or July 17th. I lied. It's July 17th. So you guys have until July 17th to send in your creepypastas, and you're going to send it to midnightmarinera at gmail.com. And to make it more fair or make it more clear, this is July 17th, 11.59 p.m., 
PSD, or Pacific Standard Time. That sounds awesome, but wait, people usually don't want to enter contests just for the sake of it. There's got to be some sort of incentive. What happens to the winners, or the people who get, what happens to the people who get selected? You get money. Okay. Uh, wait, no, what? Yeah, guess what, guys? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sweeten the deal with some money. Third place gets $15, second place gets 25 and first place gets $50. But couldn't we also read the stories on Undercooked Analysis? Yeah, we're going to do that, too. Oh, okay. But we're still giving the money. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I'll just have to find stuff to open my wallet. <laughs> it can come from my wallet. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, this all sounds super compelling. I Maybe I should... Uh, no, I'm, dis- I'm automatically disqualifying. No, you're right. I'm one of the judges. Yes, you're a judge. No, you need to be a judge. No, of course I need to be a <laughs> judge. Just, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Honestly. No, this sounds great. Um, I'm all for this. So yeah, Kayla has, has issued a challenge. Will you rise to meet it? Well, you must be at least this tall to die. Wait, no, that's that's uh, that's Slime Beast Woodchuck character. Do not <laughs> you must be. So, uh, yeah, it's been a while since we've done a riding challenge, so I figured uh, since uh, one, it's uh, it's been quite a Disney-ish year for us, especially since the 50th anniversary of the Haunted Mansion is coming up, too. That's right. Uh, I figured, hey, let's see what people can do. Sounds good to me. Well, still, I guess well, one of the only other things that remains to be seen is we, we pick out maybe a couple other judges among our, our peers. See of who course. else is interested in being a judge. But yeah, I'm all for this. So yeah, uh, hold. Uh, do not pull down on the safety bar, please. We will lower it for you. Uh, and like I guess before we cap this off, do we even want to give that last story our freshness rating? Because um, my freshness rating is a pile of broken push the talking trash cans out of mountain. Um, I give it a. No, you know what? That'd be cruel. I I was gonna do like a typical. A typical creepypasta out of a typical creepypasta. It, it, that's that's how it feels. It feels like someone wrote their first creepypasta, or loved creepypasta, decided to try to write their own first creepypasta, and actually, you could tell they like reading. Yeah. I will give them this. They There was no grammar mistakes. They actually... This sounds like... Again, it sounds like something I probably would have written at like 14 years old. Because mm-hmm. as someone starting out writing, being like, hmm, maybe I should try writing it this way and getting my feet wet. I don't know. And it's been five years since this is written. Who knows what the writer has done since then? True that. So. Okay. Well, there we go. So uh, until next time, uh, well, this is uh, your- Ooh, plugs. Plugs. Okay. So we did mention Anna Musings. Uh, we've got, um, as of this month- uh, we'll have a couple episodes. Pete's Dragon is already out. And coming out at the end of the month will be our, uh, us two and, uh, Paprika talking about, um, that movie with Bernard and Bianca, the Rescuers. Rescuers. Thank you. The movie that escaped my mind for two <laughs> seconds. We're also doing The Fox and the Hound next month with, uh, with Abysme. And that should be fun as well. So, you want to check those out? It's BenviewNetwork.com slash Anamusings. That's the home of our other podcast. Of course, we mentioned nothing new earlier. That'll also be on Benview Network. 
uh, soon enough. That will have us talking about Dumbo with Andrew Lindy and Justin Kizan. Um, and for people who are like, God, do I have to hear any more about Disney? No, you do not. Because on Darkly Lit, we're going to talk about the electric boner. That's right. And it's Lewis's, the electric boner. So with, with Alan guest starring. Yes, it'll be awesome. With Alan's our first, uh, is Alan our first guest? No, no? We, Alex Hatzberger. That's right. What am I thinking? Yes. I'm so he will be our I'm a ding dong. He will be our second. I'm a flip flop. Yes, our second guest, Alan. Alan, he knows what he's doing, Cheney. Yes. <laughs> Alan, he can't wait to read The Electric Boner, Cheney. Oh, no, I said, hey, Alan, don't forget to buy it. He's like, oh, I've already bought it, and I started reading it, and I'm like, that's... What a fucking champion. Yeah, and then also listen to the other great creative horror podcasts Yes, of have. course, like uh, the aforementioned Darkly Lit. Well, uh, we, we already plugged that. What am I saying? Uh, there's you, Wicked... There's... Uh, there's uh, blah, 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 blah. I almost said Wicked Lit. I know. <laughs> The Witching Hour, and Trick or Track, and Creepy Cooking Staff, and of course my long-suffering Midnight Marinara podcast, which is still just chilling, no new episodes coming out for a bit, still just kind of enjoying my downtime, gathering new material, all that good stuff. But there's some great old episodes. If you haven't listened to them, go listen to them. Thank you. And? Uh, good night, and good luck. Wait, that's not Disney. <laughs> um... This is the part where we need Tinkerbell to fly out and, like, wave her wand. Ding, ding. Or, uh, I, I could do... It doesn't do, work, because this is an audio form, and it's a Or I could do, cue. like, an ending, like, in the end of, uh, um, of, uh, Who Framed Roger? That's all, folks. Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinara, and this podcast is part of creativehorror.com a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com. <laughs>